It is so wonderful to be with you. Happy 4th of July as we, uh, <clears throat> as that's what it is. It's the 4th of July today and uh, Independence Day, independent from, uh, independence from Britain really is what we're, we're celebrating and uh, American independence and uh all of that. So uh, becoming our own nation, our own country, our own people. And so we celebrate the 4th of July in just that way. I, I, wanna, I want to read to you something. Uh, and for many of you, the uh, heeled shoes will fit. Uh, it says in the book of 
Romans. I want to commend to you our sister Phoebe, who is a deacon in the church in Centuria. Welcome her in the Lord as one who's worthy of honor among God's people. Help her in whatever she needs, for she has been helpful to many, especially to me. Give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in the ministry of Christ Jesus. In fact, they once risked their lives for me. I'm thankful to them. Uh, and so are all the Gentile churches. I also give my greetings to the church that meets in their home. Greet my dear friends at Epentis. He was the first person in the province of Asia to become a follower of Christ. Greet Mary, who works hard for your benefit, and he goes on down through and lists several people, uh, men and women, for whom he is thankful um, in this section of Romans chapter 16. And I just want to tell you that I am thankful for you, and I'm thankful for the difference that you make in so many different types of ways. And um, it's just astounding. And I am grateful for all of you and your friendship, your partnership. Uh, as Paul traveled about to all the places that he was going, uh, he traveled about with the support of these wonderful, wonderful, wonderful folks. And uh, they, they made a significant impact, not only... Uh, not only um, right there where they live, but they made a significant impact uh, all over that region of Asia, all over that region of Turkey. And uh, this morning, I was just thinking about that, uh, grateful for you and your partnership that touches so many different ministries, uh, both here locally uh, as well as globally, uh, regionally, um, and you're a part of that. And I, I want you to never lose sight of that. Don't forget, don't lose sight of the fact that um, we are called to uh, beam the gospel out in all directions. And we are called by the Lord Jesus in Acts chapter one, to be his witnesses uh, in Jerusalem, which is the city, Judea, which is the, the surrounding country, uh, and then uh, Jerusalem, Judea, uh, and to the uttermost places of the earth. And you are partners together in that. And I am personally extremely grateful. And I will tell you that when you get to heaven someday, you're going to have kids come up and say, or people come up and say, thank you. And you're going to say, thanks for what? Uh, and they're going to say, thank you because you prayed for us in our ministry. And, and I became a Christian because of you. Uh, you're going to have people who are going to come up and say, you know, I became a Christian in South Sudan uh, because somebody invested uh, for people to be trained that the gospel would be disseminated all throughout uh South Sudan or Malawi or Romania uh, or somewhere else. The Romanian church, our, our sister church in Romania, uh, they averaged about 300 kids a day at their vacation Bible school. In fact, they had so many kids, they had to borrow money uh, to have enough resources, uh, you know, food and supplies and whatnot uh, to cover 
to cover the need. Uh, $1,150 they borrowed to meet the need. Significant ministry happening out there. And I, we just want to pray for Brother Benny. And uh, I would love to see our church step up and send $1,150 and get that just taken care of like that. Now, we're tighter than we've been in the past, although we're doing better right now, actually, uh, in many ways. And, and of course, uh, with, with my transition out of the church, that's going to free up considerable resources. Um, but 300 kids a day. And uh, it's amazing. And for some in our listening uh, family, uh, Romania has a very special place in your heart. Uh Probably nobody in listening, listening family has been to Malawi, but uh, some of you are helping kids get to camp at Malawi. And again, the difference at camp at Malawi is they're not only introducing them to Jesus, they get to that early on in the week. They they want to begin to equip them to be disciple makers and think about what their responsibility is when they go home. And they take it up several notches. And uh, um so these kids that go into camp in Malawi here in a few weeks will be um, then sent back out as missionaries, in fact, uh, to, to make. And that's how Jesus called Peter and uh, Andrew and Philip and Nathaniel. He called them. He immediately called them. Yeah, follow me. But it wasn't long after. And it's be fishers of men. So. Uh, I just share all that because I just want to share with you my gratitude for you. Everything from, you know, uh, scholarships to uh, water heaters to um, just all kinds of things. Uh, and some of you have gotten creative, and I believe it's a gospel move, actually. Uh, and I'm excited about the gospel move of, of some people that some of you have been reaching out to and inviting them into what God's doing globally, and they might not even be Christians yet. That's okay. Uh, invite them in. And uh, I just, this morning, my heart overflows with gratitude uh, for all of you. And uh, just want to share that with you. Well, let's get into the text this morning. We're in Ephesians chapter 19. We're going to finish out chapter 19. It's taken us three sessions to get through chapter 19. Uh, and Paul uh, is in Ephesus, Ephesus, a, a seaport city, a, a somewhat of a large city in that day. Um, it had a temple to Artemis, and this temple to Artemis was a magnificent place, uh, huge, one of the Actually, actually, if it had ever been completed, it would have been one of the wonders of the world. It would have stretched for miles uh, as a temple, but it never got completed, partly because people began to see the error of their way. So Paul is in Ephesus. It says, afterward, Paul felt compelled by the Spirit to go over to Macedonia and Achaia before going to Jerusalem. So he's going to go from Ephesus, which is on the Aegean Sea, uh, on the west side of Turkey, uh, wanted to go up around over into what we would now consider Greece, that part of the world, before going to Jerusalem. says, so after that, he said, I must go to Rome. So he was going to go to Jerusalem, then go to Rome. He sent us two assistants. He had assistants to travel with him, Timothy and Erastus, ahead to Macedonia while he stayed a while longer uh, in the province of Asia. About that time, serious trouble developed in 
Ephesus concerning the way. Are, are we such with the gospel that... Um, are we such with the gospel that we stir up trouble concerning the way? Uh, I'll go back to the movie. Uh, I forgot the name of the movie. Just talked about that movie yesterday. Jesus Revolution. There we go. Um, and how it, it stirred things up. Oh, that we would stir things up. That we would be such that we would stir things up here in Waldo County, Maine. And uh, to, to get beyond, and that's, that's when the excitement is happening, folks. And it's my prayer that as a church uh, in, in moral, uh, that uh, the church will stir things up, that it won't turn inward, it will turn all the more outward, because that's when God blesses. Uh, yes, we need to care for each other and love each other. And, and folks, the last two weeks, we've had phenomenal fellowship opportunities, um, Phenomenal. And uh, this week we had uh, a potluck um, brunch, and it was phenomenal. The very first thing that happened, for any who had not heard this, the very first thing that happened was a man named Henry gave his life to Christ. We hadn't even started the thing yet. And even before we began, guys saying, how can I become a Christian? How can I trust in Christ? Before it even began, how exciting! Uh, and just the table talk, and the food, and the sharing, and the scripture reading, and, and all of that. A few great, great weeks of that happening. We're grateful to have uh, Melody in charge of uh, facilitating many things there in the kitchen this week, and it was so helpful and uh, so glad for that. So. Uh, I'm praying that that spills over into the community and that that love spills over to the community and that as a church, we do some things uh, in the community. Uh, we'll see. But there was a stir going on, it says in verse 23, uh, about that time, serious trouble developed in Ephesus concerning the way. It began with Demetrius, a silversmith who had a large business manufacturing silver shrines of the Greek goddess Artemis. He kept many craftsmen busy. I mean, he had a large manufacturing business. Now, they didn't do mass production as we do, so he had lots of, of silversmiths working for him. They were making these little idols of Artemis. Uh, many were kept busy, uh, and he called them together along with others employed in similar trades, and addressed them as follows. Gentlemen, you know that our wealth comes from this business. But as you've seen and heard, this man Paul has persuaded many people that handmade gods aren't really gods at all. And he's done this not only here in Ephesus, but throughout the entire province. Christ was impacting their capitalism. See, we think we think that capitalism is the way of Christ, and I trust me, I, I I'm for capitalism, not against it. But friends, sometimes capitalism gets in the way of the things to which Christ has called us. Now, this this is an extreme example that we're reading about here in uh, in Ephesus. 
because they were making little idols that people would buy and take home. And, and, and as Paul is preaching, there were more and more people and enough people that it was noticeable and significant that people were no longer buying as many of the idols. The gospel impacted business uh, in a negative way, uh, and they didn't like it. Uh, and friends, one of the things that, that I have watched along the way over my years is how sometimes serving money gets in the way of serving the master. It happens. Jesus warned about it in uh, Matthew chapter 6. In fact, I'll take you back to Matthew 6 and show you the specific verse um, and just exactly uh, what Jesus uh, had to say. So let me get us over there uh, into that passage. Here it is. This this is this is cutting now. I, I'm grateful for people who work hard, and I'm grateful for people who are making money. Praise God, that's a good thing. I'm especially grateful for people who have learned how to do that, and God has gifted them to do that, and, and as it serves the kingdom. But I've watched other Christians that, that goes, get so wrapped up in it that uh, they kind of lose sight of Christ. Verse 24, Matthew chapter 6. Um I'll start at verse 19. I'm going to read 19 and 24. Do not store up treasures here on earth where moths and uh, where moths eat them and dust uh, dust and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. It says, store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Verse 21, wherever your heart is, there uh, wherever your treasure is, there your des- the desires of your heart will be also. Down at verse 24. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. And that's exactly what's taking place there in Ephesians chapter 19. Uh, not if, it's in Acts chapter 19, as they are in Ephesus. Um and they're all worried about their money because the gospel is impacting their money in a negative way. Verse 26 said Paul was convincing them that their gods weren't really gods at all. And they weren't. Uh, and yet we give ourselves so often in American culture, or even more broadly than just America, we give ourselves to things that that are not the things of Christ. Uh, We give ourselves to things that really aren't gods at all. Um, I know people who hang their hope on uh, an angel angel pin on their lapel. (laughs) That's an example of of something. I'm not against angels. I'm grateful for angels. But some people literally, they they hang their hopes on that uh, lapel that's on their, uh, that, that pin that's on their lapel. Little silver, little whatever type of metal it may be, they're missing the point of the God who's behind the angel. Verse 27 says, Of course, I'm not talking, I'm not just talking about the loss of public respect for our business. I'm also concerned the temple of our 
great god Artemis will lose its influence in the Artemis that this magnificent goddess worshipped out the province of Asia and all around the world will be robbed of her great prestige. So here's what's happening. He's guising his concern for money with uh, showing it as a, a concern for Artemis. Well, anybody worth their salt would say if Artemis is worth her salt, she's going to take care of herself. We've read that in other places uh, as we have studied through the book of Acts and the earlier chapters. By doing this, by saying what he has said, he is uh, using his influence. And what happened is, in verse 28, at this, their anger boiled. They began shouting, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! And soon the whole city was filled with confusion. And get it on the screen so you could see it. Everyone rushed to the amphitheater, dragging along Gaius and Aristarchus, uh, who were Paul's traveling companions from Macedonia. Paul wanted to go in too. He wanted to go into the amphitheater, a large place. But the believers wouldn't let him. Some of the officials of the province, uh, province, friends of Paul, also sent a message to him, begging him not to risk his life by entering the amphitheater. Uh, inside, the people were all shouting, some one thing and some another. Everything was in confusion. In fact, most of them didn't even know why they were there. The way that, that things just kind of bubble up and, and, and happen and get out of control. It says, the Jews in the crowd pushed Alexander forward and told him to explain the situation. He motioned for silence and tried to speak. But when the crowd realized he was a Jew, they started shouting again and kept it up for about two hours. Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. At last, the mayor was able to quiet them down enough to speak. Citizens of Ephesus, he said, everyone knows that Ephesus is the official guardian of the temple of the great Artemis, whose image fell down to us from heaven. Since this is an undeniable fact, you should stay calm and not do anything, Rash. Uh, you have brought these men here, but they have stolen nothing from the temple and not spoken against our goddess. If Demetrius and the craftsmen have a case against them, the courts are in session and the officials can hear the case at once. Let them make formal charges. If there are complaints about other matters, they can be settled in a legal assembly. I am afraid we are in danger of being charged with rioting by the Roman government, since there is no cause for all this commotion. And if, and if, Rome, if Rome demands an explanation, we won't know what to say. Then he dismissed them, and they dispersed. Now, again, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't Alexander. That's the mayor dispersing them. He, he quiets the crowd and convinces them that they need to take this up as a legal matter uh, and, and not create the type of riotous situation with, in which they were currently uh, acting as rioters. So Paul, uh, Paul preached the gospel, taught the gospel. Many believed it impacted the, uh, the, the industry of the idol makers so much so that they stirred up trouble, caused a riot in the city, uh, something that, that could have brought great harm and uh, inflicted Roman soldiers and whatnot marching in and, and quieting it all down. 
they were able to stop it before that happened. But see, it was all driven. It was covered over. It was guised. And how often do we guise our own personal preferences in spirituality? We'll do that. I, I, I see people do that over music. I see, people, I see people do that over colors. I see people do that over clothing. Uh, I see people do it uh, over all kinds of things. Uh, and, and Christians, some Christians are, are just awful at this. And I'm just saying, and if you're one, stop it. Slap, slap. Uh, uh, Jethro Gibbs, uh, NCIS, slap in the back of head, slap in the back of the head type of thing. Knock it off. Keep the main thing the main thing. The main thing is Christ and not all this tertiary stuff. And we do it. We, we, we act so pious sometimes. We act so spiritual sometimes. And the fact is we're just acting that way because we want our way, not necessarily Jesus' way. May we be people who are used by God uh, to stir things up so much, and it, 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 not just us. Let's pray for for uh, Christ the King Church. Let's pray for Faith Temple Church. Let's pray for Calvary Chapel Church. It's called Calvary Chapel, but you get the point. Let's pray for Little River Church. Uh, let, let, let's pray for churches that preach the gospel right here in our area, that we would be so emboldened, so passionate, make such a difference that the, the that all of Belfast, all of Belmont, all of Morrill, all of Waldo, all of Searsmont, all of Searsport, all of Northport has to sit up and take notice. May we pray toward that end, that God would use us in that way. May we place ourselves in a position to be able to do that. Uh, may we pray that there would be a, a church spring up like, a, like Veracity down where Don lives. So Don would have a place, not that we're trying to chase Don away from here, but it, it saddens me to think that, uh, you know, Don doesn't have a church in his area that he feels comfortable going to. So for Rhode Island, uh, grateful for those that aren't a part of our church family who have a good church where they are in Reedville, Virginia, good VBS happening or happened down there as well from what Stephen Priscilla said. May we pray that we'll be a church of impact. May we pray that we'll be a people of impact. May we pray that we will make the way we preach, the way we teach, the way we love, the way we care for each other, will make those around us sit up and take notice. And may we not be driven by money, deluded by money. Yes, we need to raise resources. I'm, I'm coming into a phase in my life where a big majority of what I'll be, what I'm being asked to do is raise money. And, uh, but you know what? There's no greater joy uh, than raising money to get people connected uh, and to see the gospel spread uh, and disciple makers uh, unleashed, disciples made, people's lives transformed, people uh, delivered from prostitution, as you see in other parts of the world. Uh, people delivered from uh, spiritism, as you see in places like Africa, and seeing people fully committed to Christ. Lord, help us to live for you in such a 
wonderful way, such a radical way, uh, individually and corporately. Uh, Lord, help us to put our heads together and how to raise resources for all the things that, that you're wanting to do through us. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd take care of that need for uh, uh, the church in Romania, uh, even as you're, you've taken care of needs for uh, uh, some immediate needs at Camp Fairhaven. Lord, thank you. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you continue to do. Help us to be joyful, joyful partners together with you in your gospel cause at home and abroad. Lord, be glorified in our lives. Even as we celebrate our freedom today, we, may we treat our freedom and may we even treat our capitalistic culture here in America as an opportunity of service to Christ, that you would be glorified. Lord, hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, that's a wrap. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. Remember why we have our freedom and enjoy a few good hot dogs along the way. See you later.